Hi, my name is Amber Semerow, and you're listening to the Homeschool Success Stories podcast, where I interview homeschool moms. Hi, so today on the podcast, we have Jana, who is from Finland. Her husband is from the UK. They have three kids, and they have been boat schooling for the past seven years. So I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. She was super fun to talk to, and she shared lots of stuff on how they're able to do everything that they're doing, why they did it, and um, how glad they are that they did, and lots of really fun stuff. So let's get to it. Start with introducing yourself and how you got into homeschooling. Tell us how you got into homeschooling. Okay, so my name is Jana and I'm from Finland. My husband is uh, from UK and we have three children. So I'm sorry I pronounced your name wrong. (laughs) That's okay. Nobody gets it right. It doesn't matter. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So I have, we have three children. So uh, we have James, the oldest, who is 13. Charlie is 10 and Alice is eight. And what it was, we used to sail before we had children and we crossed the Atlantic back in 2002. The boat was left in Grenada and Caribbean and we kept coming backwards and forwards back to UK to work. And then we sailed and we worked and sailed. And then we had one child and you could still go and sail. And then the second child comes along and then the first one goes to the nursery which was compulsory to get into the school we wanted so he had to go in there at age four so that's still okay because we were doing christmases and sort of easter holidays sailing but as he then progressed from there to year one and you know reception year one they became quite strict of how you can take them out so you couldn't even take them out a day early and suddenly we sat there and thought what happened to our dream to go around the world so we ended up having this my husband wanted a five-year plan i said two so we compromised on three and we had a house we bought that needed renovating so we did the renovation i had the biggest world map on the wall to keep that dream going and every night you're looking at it and in that three years we obviously had the third child as well and renovating and living in a mess but we kept going and finally in 2013 when Alice was one year old I went to the school and I signed my oldest who was in year one at the time to take him out of school my heart was beating like I'm like this is seriously happening I'm now going to die it's my responsibility I'm going to ruin his future and it it was awful I had like a panic attack in the office and shaky hands writing this thing and, um, and then we, uh, we left. So it was actually me and the children and my mom who went first because the house was not quite finished. So we flew to Grenada and we were there for a month before my husband actually joined us. So that's how we got into the homeschooling then. Wow. Because you wanted to sail and you wanted to go around the world and you can't do that and go to school, right? Yeah, it was just like, I could see the future, you know, it was standing at those school gates day in and day out and and the system and the the whole boredom, I think, really, because I've always wanted to travel. I used to be a stewardess, always coming 
go. I've always had a shift job. I, I hated being this, get up at seven, get the kids to school, and then you got the other two. It just it was killing me, you know? And, and we have this boat thing and doing nothing, and I was like, we've got to do something. So, and we didn't have a clue what really what we were getting into with the homeschool. It was just like, oh, there's one child, you know? He's starting year two, you know, it's fine. Never looking any past. Which was good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Lucky we had the first summer, really, based in Grenada. So, it was summer holidays. So, it was all good fun. We just moved to the boat. It was all relaxed. And then autumn came, of course. And uh, other people around us started doing their schooling and, and music. And saying, I haven't got a clue what we're doing. But obviously, before we left, we Googled in. And we ended up following the UK curriculum and they used the CPG books. So we bought a year worth of book for James for his year two. Oh, good. And we started off with two hours a day, English and maths, job done. Pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. The middle one was then three and a half and he kind of sat at the table with us. He did a little doodling, a little, you know, following the letters, you know, whatever he wanted. He was free, he didn't have to, but he felt important to join in for an hour or so, and then he went to play. And it was super simple, really, at that time. I know. When I look back at when my kids were little, I'm like, why did I think that was so hard? <laughs> because it was so easy compared to when they were older, you know? Um, yeah, so... Uh, so how old are your kids now? So James is 13. So he is obviously in secondary school. And Charlie is 10. And Alice is 8. Okay. So at the moment we're doing... Um, they all had like kind of two hours to start off with. So James kind of processed the three hours. I see he went to year three and four, you know, and he was faffing around so I'm like you know what I'm not getting two hours worth of school out of you you're gonna to have to have three and then I might get two hours out of you yeah and when the first, yeah <laughs> then the second one started school and he only had like an hour to two at the most pretty simple stuff still nothing to worry about and then Alice of course when she was two or so she wanted to doodle in as well and we all sat around but she could do what she wanted but being a girl she really liked it anyway, so she kind of has been the fastest one out of the lot. Yeah. But she's been living through it all her life. School every morning. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I know. My, my girls were much easier to teach than my boys. So I was glad I had them first because they kind of set the tone. But, yeah, they would sit and color and draw for hours, and my boys did not. <laughs> it's like I don't know what to do now but uh, <laughs> yeah so okay so how so how did it progress so you started do you still use the UK curriculum yes yeah we still use the UK curriculum it works for us and and we follow kind of their holidays as well uh, mm -hmm. because if something happens and we have to go home we know that they can just go into a school. Yeah. So they all do now three hours. I mean, um, yeah, even Alice does three hours. She's, she's my little airhead, little yeah. bit, you know. She, yeah. 
is that fairies and dandelions and things, you know. So she goes off on her little wander. Uh, yeah. So they all do three hours. We usually start at nine. We do a 45-minute lesson with a break and then another 45 minutes. And we do it till about 12, half 12. My oldest one usually does about 60 minutes uh, or finishing off something, but it's usually about three hours. And then we have lunch and then they're free to go. We do what we need to do or other kids or whatever. But yeah, we follow the UK. So what we do with the CPG books, we order every year. We order in all these books to a friend's house in UK. And my husband, he actually has to fly to UK once a year. We have some rental properties. So he flies home once a year. So he kind of brings them all back and it works for us. And we also want to go with books because we can't rely on internet. We, we just have months with no internet. So we need the books. So, yeah. yeah. So, and, and when we have internet, it's great because yeah. it's like, oh, I don't understand. Google. Yeah. Yeah. So You're simple. like, yay. <laughs> so where are you now? For the moment, we're in Australia. We're just north of Sydney in Nelson Bay. So we're sitting and waiting weather at the moment. It's really stormy out there. We've had two really bad nights, but we were lucky to uh, get into the marina. So we are tied up, but we have like six meter waves outside and uh, it's howling. And wow. I don't sleep very well when it's, uh, when it's really windy. <laughs> I bet. Um, so with COVID right now, are there restrictions on you being able to sail and go places? No, that's been lifted. We were actually stuck in Sydney. We went there for in December. We got to Sydney, and uh, and then of course back in March, we then ended up stuck because they're closing all the borders. So we stuck in Sydney up until about three weeks ago when they started lifting the restrictions. So as soon as they did that, we were like, let's leg it up to Queensland, although the Queensland border was still closed at the time, and we've been trying to get a pass to go past their border, but they haven't come back to us we are nobody obviously here um, now luckily they opened the borders last week so we are having this panic to get up before they close it again because I bet they will close it oh so, so, so when you say get off you mean leave Queensland or stay no just yes sail up to Queensland and at least we are in warmer waters this is oh, freezing okay. here <laughs> okay so it's warmer up there yes Wow, that would be a whole nother experience to be under COVID on a boat. Yeah, we've been kind of lucky though because when we were in Sydney, we were in like in, in a, like a, in, a, in a marina environment, but on a mooring ball. So we had access to a park. We had oh, a higher yeah. car. So we were still allowed to go out, but we only okay. went to the park and yeah. everybody kept their as it got busier when dogs came out with the you know dog walkers we usually went back to the boat my husband was the only one who went out to buy the food he was the only one who went to the shops when it was at the worst so our life became very small yeah. and every night my daughter said mommy what are we going to do tomorrow and I'm like nothing nothing <laughs> really special just just oh, you know where do I we know. go what do we do yeah, I know. My kids have played like way more video games than ever yes. before. <laughs> yeah. 
Netflix has been our totally savior here. You know, I mean, without Netflix, yeah, yeah, no yeah. so good. Yeah, well, but I think everybody has to relax. You have to because if you are in a, you know, I mean, I can imagine what it's like. You know, in a, in a, you know, block of flats. I mean, you know, and you are in total lockdown. I mean, there's places worse than we've had. We've been oh, very yeah. lucky. We were still allowed to go out. Yeah, but you just sure. let it go. You know. Go and play your games all day today because I can't be asked with it. Yeah, right. And at least the kids can have a little bit of interaction with their friends and, you know. Exactly. They, they do. They actually have made a lot of more friends now online, mm -hmm. which is sad. Uh, I know. At least they got some type to type to talk to and, yeah. Yeah, it does help. It does help, though. Um, so... So is it warm where you are or is it, it's, it's winter there, right? This is winter here now at the moment. So uh, I think it's about, I don't know, is it about 10 degrees, 15 at the most? Oh. And uh, it, it's cold. I mean, I don't do jumpers. You know, I've been given pure clothing from friends and it's, it's freezing for us. We've been in the tropics for like seven years. Oh, really. okay. So it's been cold, yeah. Okay, so what was your plan? I'm just interested in your um, boat journey before we move on to the academics, but um, what was your plan before COVID? Like how long do you normally stay in a place? Oh, usually um, we could, we stayed quite a long time in places. We were a year in Colombia. We were a year in, in, in Peru. We were bowling around Panama and in Colombia over four years, you know. And so, but here in Australia, we were supposed to be half a year, maybe. We were supposed to leave in May. We would have gone to Papua New Guinea, Indonesia, and onwards to Thailand. So everything is set back at least for a year. So we're hoping maybe next May we can go. Mm -hmm. But we'll have to see. We're in a process of getting new visas. We haven't heard anything. Um, oh, right. If they decline that one, they could send us home. I've heard it happens. Yeah. Although we can obviously try. We're not relying on anybody here, so we're not a burden to anybody. So, yeah, uh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So is it easier to get visas when you're on a boat? Usually it's good. Usually you just apply before you leave. And, uh -huh. and usually uh, if it's a, a, a yachting-friendly country, it's not a problem, really. I mean, yeah. it's, you just get your visa. You do it. Some don't even need a visa. You just turn up, pay a little money. You get your cruising permit. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you cool. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were in Colombia and Peru, do you live on the boat? And then just Yes. Wow, that is yeah. that is cool. The boat, did some traveling in land and uh mm -hmm. we, we loved Colombia. We thought Colombia was amazing. It really was back in two thousand and fourteen. It's just kind of opened up to people. Yeah. So very cheap and we never felt unsafe there. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So did you pick up some Spanish and did your kids start to speak Spanish? Not too much in Colombia because we ended up being in, in a marina environment. So there was loads of English speaking. Oh. So we sort of, we had no Spanish whatsoever. 
So oh, we started wow. off with the very simple sentences. You start reading up and saying you get a taxi, you go to the shops. Yeah. But yeah. really, it was pretty poor performance from our side. And we never really picked it up until uh, we went to Peru. Where we were in Peru for a year, it's, it's just not English really at all. And mm. you have to. And it was the best thing ever. So my oldest one actually got pretty fluent in it. He was awesome. amazing. That's awesome. And my husband was very good at it. He was good at arguing in Spanish, which is an amazing thing to do. And, and I was treading along, you know. But yeah. then when we left, it's been French Polynesia and English. And seriously, I'm, I'm sure it's somewhere, but we haven't worked with Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know, when you think about education and teaching your kids, like, how do you there's no way to replicate like actually going to some of these places and like living there and seeing what it's like they have seen some quite amazing stuff they don't bat an eyelid when they see guns they don't bat an eyelid if they see kind of violence you know there's they've seen the drug sides of it they've seen a lot or good things and bad things but we talk about it and and um it's all cool you know the boys got so used to the guns they they read all about the guns so they could walk up to any of these guards in peru and they go pointing at the gun and go oh is that a glock uh, whatever whatever and their guy was going oh you know cc and kind of quite because these are little boys here <laughs> and it's all cool stuff right yeah so um but they, they've seen a lot. And, and, and when we've seen, you know, and they've seen the poverty and the animals that don't get treated well. And, and we've been feeding street children when we can. So, you know, mm. my, my kids always say, Mommy, can you see that, that little boy over there? I don't think he's been diving. And I say, well, here, go and buy him a sandwich and a water. And go and give it to him. So they have a lot of compassion. And they see. Yeah. The yeah. That's what they to see. Yeah, yeah. So, which yeah i'm i'm hoping that we can get back to that travel because i don't know if there's anything as um impactful for humans for myself to go and see places you know and to travel and visit different stuff so yeah, yeah. um so You've talked a little bit about your curriculum that you use the kind of a box with the books. Um, so are, are you guys able to finish it all just in two or three hours a day? Yeah, what we do usually <clears throat> when I actually realize that they have one book for maths, there's one book for English, one book for whatever, and that's that's the year's curriculum. I was like, wow, but we're going to go through that in a month because it's one-to-one -one teaching uh -huh. so what we did we always bought the next year's books as well plus backup and in the early days we particularly with the oldest one james he he was he's very good at english and maths you know so when he's done his year of that we took the next year so in one stage he was ahead of him maybe three years Mm -hmm. But that naturally kind of slowed down as it came to year five or so, you know, it mm. slowed down. So we didn't really want to push either. I mean, I'm not going to be pushy. I'm just happy to stay on a level and know that they can go to school if needed to. Mm -hmm. So, so what we do now is they can, they have their, their books and when they're done, they get the backup books. 
So it really gets kind of drummed in. They do a lot more maths than a normal school would do. They get a lot more English because I, I just keep doing it. I follow the months. If that's done, the next lot comes out. Mm. Otherwise, I would be done in half a year and I can't do half a year of school and half yeah. a year off. Right, right. Well, and that's what I find with my kids is we kind of we kind of go year round because I find that if we don't have something of a schedule, something that they sort of need to do, then one, they forget it, and two, they're just like crazy. I don't know what yeah. it is, but it's like yeah. it just like calms them and they have a routine and then like they're done and then they're fine. But yes. if, if yeah. we don't have it, it, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is because when you also have like, if, if you have a week off, like a summer, like an autumn or, or spring break, that's okay because everybody just kind of chills out and it's like, oh, this is great. I need yeah. a break. <laughs> yeah. Of right. course, when there's, a, when there's a longer break that we have this six weeks coming up now from next week and yes, we're going to be sailing. So that keeps them occupied. But it is also that, what do you start off in the morning with? You know, it goes to a mayhem. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, wait, everybody calm down. Get off your gadget. That's not going to come out in the morning. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, Alice, you can start coloring. My boys do not want to do coloring or clay. <laughs> right. So they're more into model, <laughs> model airplane and kind of mm -hmm. like scientific things that they can do. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, you need to kind of do something like that. Mm-hmm at least a part of the morning and then go. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I think that that's um, helpful for people because, because I think sometimes people think, Oh, homeschooling, like, you know, especially with unschoolers, when you talk to the unschoolers, they have a structure, you know, they're not just doing whatever they do kind of have a structure and a routine. Um, and so, yeah. So what is, what is your schedule like living on a boat? Like how does it differ living in a house? Uh, the school takes up a lot of time. It's like, it's like relentless. It's every day, you know, you've got to sit down get your books out. Let's get going. And we have good days and bad days like everybody else there's days when you really don't want to do it and you sit looking at i can sit look at my husband going uh you're wanting like i really want to sit here and do this no don't yeah yeah <laughs> but you just kind of hide it a little bit and get on with it so it takes up a lot of time and and you see other people with really nice boats and it's all immaculate and then you see ours that's like a like a bomb's gone off and, yeah and things the list of fixing is in thousands yeah so it's but the school comes first it's yeah like, i'm sorry but the first right. so the covid actually has done us a little favor because if you can't go anywhere and you have to sit there and there's nothing else to do my husband actually got in to just start to fix the boat oh nice let's start fixing let's get it up and I ended up doing the school on my own. So it became a lot of English and writing and reading because he does the maths, the physics and chemistry. Mm. He's the intelligent one. Mm. So it became all that. And then now back onto the school schedule. So now they're hitting off maths, you know, for hours and 
physics and things that he can explain that I just can't basically yeah, yeah. so but yes comes first and the housework gets done I can clean the toilet in that 10 minute break you know and, and, mm-hmm. and then back to school and yeah it's yeah um, so it sounds like it's a family affair for you guys, that your husband's quite involved too. Totally. Without him, it wouldn't work. Not at all. I couldn't teach the curriculum. So if we would have to go back to UK and if I can't get the kids into school and he would have to go and get a job, it, you know, I could do so much, but then what happens to the maths and the physics and the chemistry? It would be a, you know. Yeah. 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 Big yeah. question there. Yeah. Well, and, um, you know, that's what I like to tell people too, is like, do what works for you. You know, figure out what your kids need. And um, like, if you can't do math or whatever, like find somebody who can. Get them into a class yeah. or find a tutor or some, you know, so they get what they need. Um, but yeah, that sounds like um, a really, like, it's a family affair. Like it, you're working together. And I suppose that's a little bit of just the boat culture too. Yes, you have to, because you're together 24 mm-hmm. seven. And people kind of look at us going, how on earth can you, do it you know like mm-hmm. if somebody gets humpy and 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 whatever but in the beginning it, it it was you know you have your arguments and and you live in a house you used to walk off if that's what you want to do well on the boat you can't you know mm-hmm. there's nowhere to go yeah. so we had to kind of pretty quickly me and my husband as well as like okay you know you're gonna be sulky get over it yeah like talk what's the problem and just get over it you know like you have to you, you can be so angry just get over it yeah we haven't got time so we don't really argue we can have that kind of but i thought you said well as you said and and i thought you said Mm -hmm. but it's no more than that so Mm -hmm. there has been some disagreements and the the children hear everything of course you know you know Mm -hmm. the first question is mommy you're not going to divorce you're not you two are not going to (laughs) divorce no we must have able to have little arguments occasionally doesn't mean we're going to divorce mm-hmm. but for them here that it might get a little bit more heated it's very alien mm-hmm. because things have to be sorted out pretty calmly really mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's excellent because i know that is a question that people have um especially when their kids have been in school and then they're gonna start homeschooling sometimes their kids don't get along you know and so they're like how is this gonna work so what are your thoughts on is it just time together you know just be together and eventually you'll work it out or or are there things that that you do to kind of facilitate good relationships my i don't really know actually because my boys james was what was he he was three and a half when charlie was born and he's just been like the most amazing big brother he really is like you know he's the father figure of you know he's such a sensible boy mm-hmm. and he's the carer as well so he's always looked after charlie they've always been quite close and they've always been the boys together you know the lego and the the guns and the nerf guns and the things mm-hmm. they're very close 
and then Alice is always a girl and she's the last one and she's always kind of been the one who's been sort of left out really mm. she's been the target for the nerf guns bless mm. her heart yeah uh, and um but now the whole thing is, I mean, overall, they get on very well. There is the times when, when it gets heated, it gets, you know, idiot comes out, you idiot, you know, did I talk to you? It gets argumentative, which you have to let, let sort out. And it has gone to fist fight a few times where I've actually been standing there watching them having a proper old fist fight, you know, to, to just like, I'm going, well, I'm, let's see who's going to draw blood here. What's going to, <laughs> yeah. what, what are, you know, you've got to let them do something just yeah. to see that it hurts. Yeah, go to fist fight. You don't get what you want. So we had a few of those moments as well, but we massively into you know have a think about what happened. What what did you do that for? You have to say you know you you have to say sorry somewhere on the line. You might be so angry now, but you know you must be able to say sorry. And my kids can say sorry very easily. They they've really been brought up with the fact that. I'm sorry, James, comes out very quickly. And then it's like, it's okay. And it's kind of done. So, you know, so that's kind of good. Now yeah. the thing shifted a little bit because James is 13. So he's more into being on his own. He wants to be on his sort of phone. He's on the Instagram, whatever. So Charlie, the middle one, has kind of gone with Alice a lot more. And, and that's great for Alice. I mean, she's just so happy for some company because she's always the one on her own doodling yeah, basically yeah yeah so, so it shifts around a little bit like this you know but mm -hmm. overall i packed them out i said off you go go to the park whatever they go on their own james in charge they have their scuffs i get phone calls and i'm like sort it out yeah yeah um i think the key there too is that like you're there and you're talking to them so stuff happens and you're right there so you can ex you know ask the questions to get them thinking like was that a good idea you know and i think yeah. uh i think that opportunity that's an opportunity that everyone who homeschools can have even if they're not as lucky as you to be on a boat um but to just take the time to to talk to the kids so I, I really like that you brought that up and uh, yeah, because sometimes when things are going well, you don't think about why because it's so like normal for you, but um, it's not always, you know, it could be something that other people struggle with a little bit. And that's just one question that I've, I've had from people. So anyway, the next question is how do you organize your household and keep up with everything? <laughs> Well, yes, it's, it's, it's <laughs> there is times when I sit the kids and I make them do something quite simple and, and they get to choose what they want to do. If I need to do something desperately, I'm like, okay, pick your, pick your subject that you like. Usually science, funnily enough, something you can do on your own and get on with it. And then I can do probably a better cleaning or change the sheets or get everything sorted and take them to the laundry or whatever I need to do. So they do actually end up doing a lot of school on their own, mm. but that's when they're flexible enough to do their, they can choose the subject. Right. And then when we sit them, we'll drive home the things that they don't really like. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's, it both is a boat. It's, uh, it's small, but it gets, it gets amazing how dusty it gets and, and sort of, uh, messy. Although the kids are pretty good, you know, you know, take it out, you put it away, 
-hmm. you have to there is no space for it so we don't have a lot and everything we have is tiny things little things Mm -hmm. we don't have big barbie house rolls or things for alice she would love to and Mm -hmm. i'm like sorry you can't have it we have nowhere to put it yeah so you you do feel sometimes i'm denying them things as well like that but we have no space so um yeah well but the house we're not proud you know i mean if it's a bit dusty it's fine yeah as long as it's not dirty don't like the dirty side of it yeah 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 so um yeah and i think you know the minimalism that has kind of become popular in the past couple years there is definitely something to that and you know, we, when we moved to France, we took, each kid had one box and that was it. That was all we took. And then, you know, of course we had to buy things once we got there, you know, like a broom and a vacuum and stuff like that. But I was surprised at like the laundry was easier, like cleaning the house was easier. And so, you know, sometimes and and now we're back and we kept we kept a five by ten storage unit of our stuff. So now we have a big box of Legos and a big box of um Playmobil, but we didn't we didn't keep that much. But um, you know, I'm like, oh, because I remember some of the toys that the kids played with, but it's like it's give and take. You can't have everything all the time. You have to pick and choose yeah you know and and I found too because we we had a a real problem with clutter because I was like oh look at all these fun toys and when my when my daughters were younger and uh you know finally I was like do I want the toys or do I want the space because whenever I clear out a space where do they go (laughs) right in that (laughs) oh totally we had uh, we had uh, tiny we had uh, before we left UK it was literally we gave everything away pretty much we had a little garage mm-hmm. where we just kept the bed the TV some sideboards and um, and some boxes of toys and um, and every year when my husband flies home when we buy these memories and and things that we buy from different oh, countries yeah, yeah. they just get taken back home to UK so we're very uh-huh. fortunate because a lot of both people haven't got that you yeah. know facility yeah so we like we can buy not trinkets but we buy you know whatever some clothing or the memories yeah. or their paintings or whatever right right and that just stuff um, in in a once a year <laughs> yeah 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 that's awesome yeah, and I think that is something, you know, that people have to decide for themselves. Like, how much time do you want to spend picking up toys? You know, and like, my kids sure don't like picking up toys. So why do we have so many, you know? But um, yeah, being on a boat or moving overseas or moving at all, it really does kind of force you to um, prioritize. So, oh, totally. Even the board, even with clothing, it's like, you know, they all have uh, pretty much five t-shirts and five shorts and uh, lots of swimming costumes. And, and now it's a bit different because it's so cold. We've actually had to go and buy some fleeces and uh, jeans and joggings. But other mm-hmm. than that, we don't have much. Either. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a wardrobe beach. Yeah. 
That's awesome though. That is so nice. It's gotta be so freeing. Yeah, and I'm like, I do not wanna get too much stuff, you know? Like, we have to be real careful about what we buy and what we bring in. My, my biggest problem though is books. So I'm gonna have to figure that one out. But, uh, <laughs> but there is the Kindle, so that helps. But uh, yeah. So what recommendations do you have for people starting out homeschooling? Right, so this is what I was telling the ladies I met down in Sydney when the COVID came in. Um, depending on the age, I mean, two to three hours, if it's proper school, you know, a five year, six year old, do the maths and do the English. That's like the most important thing. Reading, lots of reading and listen to their reading. We, we met years ago, we met a boat and, uh, and they had one child and she did excellent in everything. One thing they oversaw was they didn't listen to her reading. So then they listened to it one day and, and her pronunciation with things were totally different oh, yeah yeah she's, no she's done her own little translation of things <laughs> so the man said to us remember you must listen to your children reading yeah and that is so true because now listening to my youngest one last night she had her own little pronunciations and i'm like hang on hang on hang on where, where are we going here yeah yeah so, so um, absolutely and also we've been reading a lot to them in the evenings we 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 done the even when they could read themselves, they still wanted us to read for them in the evenings. Yeah. Not so much now, but younger. So, but yeah, so we don't also, we don't do any arts and crafts, we don't do PE, we don't do music lessons in the school hours. Mm. I think all that can be done on your spare time and it's yeah. something to do. That is good advice. I like that. That is very good advice. Because, you know, just make sure you get the basics done in the morning, pretty much every day. And then the other stuff is really fun. Stuff that they're gonna want to do anyway. Um, yeah. yeah, I like that. That that was some of the best advice I got starting off um, from a, a veteran homeschool mom that I went, I'm like, what do you do? And she said that, do math and, um, she said math and piano every day because they're skills that have to be built. And then the other stuff, you know, and then of course teach them how to read. And then once they can read, and then they're building their math skills, you know, the other stuff can be made up. But math needs to build. It's a skill that needs to be continuous. So, um, yeah. let's see. Oh, uh, what was I gonna ask you? Oh, yes. So do you speak English amongst yourself at home or do you also speak Finnish? I speak, I speak uh, Finnish and Swedish. So I'm a Swedish speaking Finn. So I, I do speak Swedish to the kids, not so much lately. I don't know why. Um, I've always been quite hot on speaking my language and they all understand it, but they ask, well, they answer back in English. So they understand but the answer back in English. Uh, we speak English between us as such. Mm -hmm. And as I said, I've been quite lazy lately. Um, although I fire off in Swedish, when you're in public, when you want to tell them, do not look over there. You know, when you want to do something mm -hmm. secret, this comes quite handy. Um, 
So, and then when we were the Spanish countries, we, we obviously had the Spanish books and it's kind of funny when you try to teach Spanish when you can't even speak Spanish, <laughs> but you go through the motions in the book and it keeps yeah, something yeah. alive. Good fun. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But, but the schooling goes all in English and, and this is something um, that was very important because uh, James knew how to read and write when we left, but the other two didn't. So what I did was the Jolly Phonics. I don't know if you've heard about Jolly Phonics. I think it's American. And instead of teaching ABC, you teach A-B-K. So you teach the sound of it. And without the Jolly Phonics, I would have struggled. Mm. So the other two are taught to read and write, which is impressive because I'm not even English. Uh, but it all came down to the fact that it was simple jolly phonics and then building onto that one. So yeah, I'm interested well, that. We learn a lot as homeschool moms, don't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so is your husband English then? He's English, yes, okay. he's English. Okay. So you, you're a Swedish-speaking Finn, so do you also speak Finnish? Yes. Okay. I speak Finnish, but not to the children. It's, it's, I'm like, it's not worth teaching the Finnish. It sounds kind of awful, because they only speak Finnish in Finland, and, oh. and my native is Swedish. So I thought Swedish is a little bit more useful because you can speak sort of Swedish it's close to Norwegian you can understand Danish it's similar mm. to German Dutch mm. and English it's the mm -hmm. same and Finnish is so different mm. seriously I'm like where do you use that I go live in Finland and yeah. yeah I've heard that I've heard that <laughs> Finnish is very difficult um that's awesome I think uh that's one of the that's one of the reasons we moved to France is because we wanted the kids to have the experience of learning another language. And um, I'm jealous of people who, whose native language is not English because they can kind of have a secret language. Whereas when we go somewhere, everyone knows what we're saying because everyone knows at least a little bit of English, you know? So we can't hide, but we try to talk really fast. But- uh, Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah or, you know real muffled but yeah wow okay yeah i do, so, the, I do the hissing in, in yeah. when i say do not embarrass me <laughs> right. over here right now <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so um, how do you feel like it, it has turned out to do, I'm just going to call it boat schooling slash homeschooling. How do you think it's turned out overall thus far? We have actually done, I think we've done very well. Um, what I do as well, which is very important, I've met some boaties over the years, and uh, when they have a bad day with schooling, they tend to go, oh, well, let's leave the school today, let's do school tomorrow. I haven't done that. We go through the school. If it's really bad and it doesn't work, I'll minus the hours. So I have my list, and I go, right, James, do minus 10 hours, one is minus whatever, and that list is there. So you wanna do extra school, you get off the hours. We have sometimes been behind quite a lot, and it's amazing how far you can drop behind in no time. 
So suddenly we can be two weeks out. That's a lot of school hours. Mm -hmm. So if that happens, we then do school six times a day, six times a week. So we do school Monday to Saturday and mm -hmm. they get one day off mm -hmm. until we have done the hours. So I'm really strict with that. If that probably doesn't go with people who are school, but that's how it works for us because yeah. I need to yeah. know that we are on a level. Over the years, we've had a couple of times a teacher, if we met somebody, we paid them some money and said, could you check them out? Mm -hmm. And it's always come back, absolutely brilliant, you're great. They could go back to school anytime. There's been maybe ones that we said, you know, they said, uh, you have to up the reading with one of them or just mm -hmm. make sure you do the spell with this one. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I think we've, we've somewhere pretty normal yeah. standards somewhere. It yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like you've found what works for you and you've been able to pull it off. So are you yeah. under any jurisdiction? Like, do you have to check in with the UK no. or Australia? That's awesome. Yeah. Nothing. Awesome. So lucky because when we left UK, there was nothing. We just said we're leaving and they, the school was instantly not interested because, of course, you're leaving the school. I think there's a new law that came in in UK a few years ago that if you do take your child out of school, now you have to log in with the government. But when we left, mm. there was nothing. So we are totally on the radar. We're very lucky. But that yeah. makes me or us being very aware that we got to get it right because we don't want to ruin their, their future. Right, so. right. Yeah. yeah yeah that's awesome okay so let's talk about uh what mistakes you've made what you would do differently and then what you've done well or if you'd rather talk about your successes a lot of times this goes these kind of go together because you make a mistake and you fix it and now you do it really well so if you want to expound on that a little bit yeah, I don't know. We were, I was just talking to my husband here earlier on today, like, what is the mistakes we've done? And, and we kind of sat in and we thought we, we, we haven't really, I think we haven't done any major mistakes. We just kind of stuck with the, with the books, keep them going. We know their levels. Um, they, if there is another boat kid around and we haven't seen kids for a while, they can have a day off. It's okay. They don't have any sick days, so I can do that. So we were kind of like, we haven't really, that I would say, been a mistake. We've had bad days for sure, and, and, and it's not great schooling, but you just carry on. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. I, I love so to hear that. So these kids know that. <laughs> so these kids kind of know that, you know, they can come up in the morning and say, oh, I had such a bad night, sleep, I don't feel very well, la, la, la. You know, it doesn't work get on with it you know it's like this is you know unless you like boiling hot with fever and you really are not well you will do your school here <laughs> we, we're quite harsh so we don't pamper around them it's it's got to be done and that's it so yeah. it's worked for us and i think also when we've done the schooling it's we, we you know if we don't know it, it we've learned i've learned so much over the years i mean it's like doing your school again it's yeah. amazing yeah thing and we love it i mean we actually like doing it because it's so much information and particularly when you have in you can just google in and it's like yeah it's yeah. it's it's easy that way well it sounds like so, yeah. you have, it sounds like you have um just 
done what you wanted to do. Like you're, you're going to end at the end of your life. You're not going to be like, I wish we would have gone on a boat because you did it. You know, they talk about living without regret or whatever. And I just think that's amazing. That's awesome. But, you know, and like you said, yes. you, were, you were really scared, but now looking back, how do you feel? We feel really, really good about it. We have, we have kind of, I mean, when we left UK, I had so many people I heard from friends who were, you know, back chatting and backstabbing majorly. And I could hear the stories coming through that we were irresponsible. We're taking the kids out of school. We're going to ruin their lives. It's so dangerous to go sailing. I mean, the list went on. Nobody said it to us to the face, but it was all going on in the background. Oh, that's, and, that's hurtful. That's hard. And they were all waiting for us literally to come back and, and fail. They were all waiting for that. Mm. And, and, and there's a lot of jealousy. And, and I've seen it because when we've gone back to UK a few times over the years, and I don't brag about it. I don't talk about it. I go and see the so-called friends who I had, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. desperate to hear their news, you know, at the school gate, desperate to mm -hmm. see the kids, you know, the little friends yeah. and whatever. And, you know, they all seem to be awfully busy, you know, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, nice to see you. I must go. Mm -hmm. And I don't expect them to sit there. Or I'm not going to brag that I've been here. I've been there. I don't do that. But right. they don't even take time. Like, uh, how are you? You know, so... Yeah. So, yeah, so I think it's, it's just a lot of that in the background and, and when we succeeded. So um, we, we, you know, pretty proud of that one. Yeah. Well, and so how do you deal with friends and family who are talking behind your back and hoping that it doesn't work out? How do you, what do you do or how do you get over that, I guess? Because it, it is, for a lot of people, it's, it's a shot in the dark, you know? It was it was very hurtful the first year. We we went away for the first year and then we month and, and I was so excited. I was like, I cannot wait to see all these people, the kids gonna connect with their friends, la la la. And then to literally get the cold welcome. It was shocking. Really shocking. I was so disappointed and so sad. And I'm like, and these are supposed to be my friends. Mm -hmm. And there was only the one or two who actually come out of the ten who we've kept in contact. You know, I just let it go. Um, I have nothing to do with them anymore. There's only literally a couple who who I keep in contact with. Um, but it was quite. It was. It was quite. I I couldn't believe it because when somebody else has gone and done something, I've always been the person like, oh, how's it going? And how are you doing? And it's so exciting. And then, then you get this. So, just let it go. Yeah, yeah. I think that's great advice. And. You know, I think that when you do kind of um, move out of your comfort zone a little bit and follow your heart and do what you want to do so that you are living without regret, it is a little bit of crabs in the bucket where people don't, you know, your friends sometimes don't want you to because then it's not, it's not you, it's, it's, it's them. When somebody has a problem, a lot of times it's because they actually have a problem with themselves with themselves or they deep down wish they were doing whatever it is their heart wants to do but they don't have the courage to go in and sign the papers you know and to actually say i'm doing this so um 
Yeah, I think that's really good advice. You have to let it go. And I, I imagine you've made lots of other good friends. Oh, yes. Oh, over the world. Honestly, it's amazing. And when you, when you meet the other boat people, everybody's in the same boat, so to speak. Nobody's better. Nobody's worse. We're all doing the same thing. We all help out. We, it, there's such a community that land friends, they don't get it. They just don't get the fact that you would just help without asking for payment or, no, I'm not going to do this because I haven't got the time. It, there's none of it. Somebody needs help. You've got to help. So then, of course, Facebook and Instagram comes in. It's, it's great. We keep in contact. You know, my oldest one, he has got now friends around the world. And what if he wants to go backpacking, he can probably just stop into every country. And, yeah, it, it, it is. It's, it's amazing. And, and they are the, sort of the true friends because we connected through a different thing, basically. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah. That's good because... I want people to hear that too. Like, don't be afraid because um, you will find other people like you that will be better friends, that will be there for you, you know, that will care about you and be happy for you rather than, you know, is it going to work out? Oh, good. You know, they, they're, you know, had a hard time or whatever. So... That is good. Okay, so what is the best thing about homeschooling and living on a boat? What is the the best? Ah, freedom. This is the freedom that was the first and the only thing is the freedom. I love so that. So we obviously uh, we can set our own schedule. We can do what we like. Um, we can go to museums during the week when everybody else is at school. So you pretty much get places for yourself. Um, I remember being in America. We actually flew to America for two and a half months and we went to cinemas during the week and we were like the only people in the cinema. It was just like amazing. And my kids, because when they have bad days and they moan about this homeschooling, I'm like, but look at it. Look what you get in yeah. change of your city all class you know we can go snorkeling hey it's a nice day today we're here for one day let's go snorkeling mm -hmm. so it's total freedom of choosing what we want to do when we want to do it mm -hmm. it's absolutely the best that's awesome i i think this is going to be inspiring for people and what is the hardest part what has been the hardest part hardest part i presume i presume we, we don't mind, I mean, me and my husband, we sort of are, you know, best of friends. But I presume for the kids, maybe sometimes not to have enough kids around. You know, we can go months with not having any interaction. So it's lucky that it's three of them. Yeah. And then when they're in kid boats, it's, it's like, uh, it's, it's total mayhem and it's, it's amazing. And sometimes we do things like, oh, are they going to be all total retards and they can't connect and they can't do this. When they do get to go with kids, it's not you know all your worry goes away because they are perfectly fine yeah and, and yeah. they can do it yeah so they probably will you say that last part again that cut out so they probably miss that most the children is just other kids about mm -hmm. that's probably the hardest yeah in saying goodbye yeah 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 okay so what key things I mean, you've touched on this already, you know, consistency, 
and um, following through and not letting your kids out of stuff. But is there anything else that is kind of a key thing you think that has contributed to your success? Uh, I, no, just just keep it keep it. It's discipline, really. It's discipline, and you know, you you read and you see a lot as I teach the children. I said, I mean, look at this selfish people. People, for example, the COVID now, I mean, they're selfish enough, they all pile onto the beaches, they all having their parties. And as I said to the kids today, I said, you know, these kids, these people, you know, should stick with what everybody has to do. So, as I said to them, the society doesn't owe you anything, we owe the society. So, you just do your school well, and you get yourself a job, and you be a citizen. And you do your life well and I think that's what you have to drive in mm -hmm. so you know there's enough of these uh, people around who just hasn't got any idea of uh, what real life is about really yeah yeah just kind of going along and not really thinking about it and just really not having just I don't know they just don't think but okay that's all right <laughs> okay so if <laughs> you know if it works for them if they're happy okay but if they're not happy then you know maybe they should try something else um you know, it was interesting because when we were in when we were in uh, in in colombia and peru and, and and this whole drug thing was around and we were talking about it and and you see it and and i said to the kids and i said listen so the drugs, I said, you're going to grow up and you're going to get offered drugs. I said, you either, you take them and you'll die. I said, you start selling them and you'll die. And if you're going to, you know, have something to do with the whole idea of the drugs, the lifestyle, the cartel, you will die. So I said, take it from that. Whatever you're going to do in that thing, you will end up dying. So I said that, you know, that's how I sort of went with the whole drugs thing. Because they also see the, the money side of it and the lifestyle of it and, mm. and how easy it is to make money. But, mm. you know, my, and I thought I was so proud of myself when I came out and I said, well, you get involved in something like that, you will probably end up dead in the end of it. You know, that, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just kind of um, short-sighted on the part of people that, that get involved in that sort of thing. They're just not... Uh, yeah, they just don't have a longer term view, which which is where the discipline comes in, because you can't be disciplined without it, it's a lot harder to be disciplined if you don't have a reason to do it. Right. You've got to have goals and things to work towards. Um, yeah, but that that's a good. Yeah, I'm sure your kids are going to be fine ready to take on the world it'll be fun. we'll have to, we'll have to do, uh, follow up interviews in a few years um so to, to up, um do you have any tips or recommendations and what would you for beginning homeschoolers or just people in life in general and what would you tell yourself when you first started yeah, yeah, just kind of like, uh, just be, be kind about it. You know, people have, you know, good and bad days in homeschooling and, and there'll be days when you feel like you don't, you haven't 
learned anything, but it is. And if, and if somebody needs to go and do something else or catch up on a sleep, then that's what they have to do. Or sometimes leave the kids to do their favorite, favorite subject on their own. And, and, and yeah, I mean, yeah, they'll be horsing around when nobody's watching, but then the punishment comes later because you only done one page in this three hours. <laughs> yeah. A little longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's amazing how long they can make things take. Um, yeah. But I, I like that. I think that's good advice. Like just, you know, there's going to be good days and bad days, but it's kind of the consistency overall. Yeah. Yeah. And we do the school, as I said, we do it generally Monday to Friday. So usually the weekend is off. Yeah. Or if there is something going on, we might have Monday, Tuesday off, and then we do school Wednesday to Sunday. I mean, that's yeah. because we can. Yeah. So. yeah. Nice. And take advantage of your flexibility, right? Totally. Totally. So, yeah. And, and it is. It's a, it's a whole new, it's a whole different way to view it because we all, most of us went to school. And so we think, that that's how it is, but uh, you can actually be quite flexible and move your schedule around and, you know. Totally, and when we sail, we, we usually don't, we don't do school as such because the kids don't feel very good, to be honest, at the start. So the school becomes watching David Attenborough or any other nature programs or any mm -hmm. science programs or whatever it takes. You'll watch mm -hmm. that for three hours that morning. And that will be classed as school. Yeah. Because that's all they do. So yeah. yeah. So you make it work for you and make it work for the day. Uh, yeah. As long as you're covering the basics and the foundation, like you can do whatever you want the rest of the time, really. You know, yeah. learn Spanish, learn Swedish, learn English, you know, whatever. Or, you know, art or music or more science or you know whatever they want to do and that yeah i i love that part too the the freedom and the you know they can just and they surprise me the kids surprise me all the time so sometimes they surprise me in bad ways but uh <laughs> 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 but uh overall it's good you know so anyway well, Usually when I leave them here to school on their own and then I sneak back up on them and they can hear me coming and they are like rats down on that seat again, looking very busy. I know they've been there somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fun though. It's, it's fun. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experience with us. It's been super fun. I think you know, you're living the dream. And um, I hope that if there's anybody out there listening that has wanted to go live on a boat, I hope that they will. I hope that they'll take encouragement from this. And um, for anybody that is, you know, in, a, in another situation, I hope that it gives them courage to, to follow their heart. Even though it may be really, really scary, that's okay. It'll, it, it can turn out. It can turn out great. So it will it will be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be fine. So okay. Well, thank you so much. I'm 
So thanks to Yana for being here and um, sharing all this with us and sharing her experiences and travels. And um, I will be sure to post in the show notes. She gave me her Instagram um, handle and her blog. So if you want to connect with her that way, that would be great. And then as always, if you enjoyed this podcast and you think somebody would benefit from it, please share. Um, and, uh, be sure to subscribe. I hear that helps. And that's about it. Till next time. See you soon.